Welcome to uh, another edition of the Nine Hertz Podcast. Um, we're here to talk about uh, nine uh, tracks that we've found in the last two weeks that are sort of really floating our boat, and that was uh, the excellent remote viewing. And I think, um, not sure if you're sort of aware who these guys are, Pete, but um, uh, certainly an interesting band. I think it's on Sludge Lord again. Um, I think it's their second album, and it's um, ex-members of Pale Horse, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah, I, read, I, I didn't know, but I had read it in advance of this. And uh, Million Dead as well, although it's with the same people, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, might be I, drummer, I, I, yeah, yeah, I wasn't aware of the band, to be honest, until this. But, All right, okay. Yeah, you know, they, I loved Pale Horse. Yeah, amazing band. I mean, I think if people haven't heard um, of Pale Horse, they were a band with two bassists. Um, they were known for that, but they, they had a very sort of strange approach to like sludge music. It was quite. Um, innovative at the time I think in a time when everyone was singing about wizards and whatever they were talking about um like VHS tapes and um student bars and stuff it was, it was quite arty wasn't it at the time yeah yeah um, if anyone's not heard gee that ain't swell the uh, the first album that's absolutely brilliant they've got a an EP called habitual line stepper as well so that's that's worth checking out as well but yeah remote viewing um i got their first lp uh, from the sludge lord i think they were selling them off um a little bit cheaper uh, quite recently so i got that through um but this new one um yeah i think they've found their stride now so um the vocals i've always loved nikolai's vocals so he joined pale horse i think after the first um album uh, i think a guy called cd used to sing for pale horse but uh, Nikolai's got kind of more like a, I don't know, like a almost like a, a screamo sort of like '90s screamo approach to it. So, um, very much a fan of that. Um, this new song I th- I thought was fantastic. Um, I think it's the only one they've released so far, um, uh, particularly on the Sludge Lord. But yeah, this is that was um, they never made it home, which I I thought was brilliant. What did you reckon to that, Pete? Because um, yeah, yeah, it really sort of stuck. Yeah, it's it really good. Yeah, and it's got you know. It is one of those with really look forward to the album. Yeah, definitely. Like really interesting sort of um relentless but it's got that pale horse kind of um, attack to it, so um just a bit aggressive, a bit unnerving. So yeah, excellent stuff. Um you can find that at remote viewings bandcamp uh, right now, you can pre order that. Um so yeah, we've got pl- we've got like, an amazing show for you today actually. I think um some of the songs we're gonna be playing um really sort of stand out and I think because we've had a bit more time to sort of um, ruminate on these ones, I think we've picked um, particularly um, excellent ones. Not that we don't normally, but I think just the standard uh, this week is particularly good. So, talking of which, um, you've picked a band called Witch Trail. So, uh, where did you come across these, Pete? Uh, they were sent to the sent to emails for review um, and for you know for the uh, podcast. I've, I've not heard of them. Um, the name kind of screams you know stoner or doom, which you know is no surprise for for you know for us to receive such things. Um, and uh, you know I finally got around to this. It's, it's on a label called Consoling Sounds, who do quite a lot of good stuff. I think they're a Belgian label. Um, and when I actually go around to list it isn't you know the name is misleading in that sense it isn't uh, it isn't necessarily you know pure uh, stereotypical doom and it's got so much to it and uh, you know this is a first track on the album which you know from what a beginning what you know a, a introduction to a band did you what did you think I'm kind of caught up with you about this yet 
Uh, yeah, yeah, sort of um, struck me as quite, um, like you say, not kind of what I expected at all. Um, and I know Consoling Sounds have got kind of like a, like a varied roster, to be honest. So, um, yeah. yeah, I found it quite interesting. What, what was it in particular that sort of drew you to this one? Uh, I don't know. That just it's, it's, It kind of crosses over a lot of the boundaries. I thought, you know, from... It, it almost touches on anything from like shoegaze at one end to almost black and hardcore at the other, you know, it did, uh, and skimming around in the middle all the way. And it, it maybe that's a reflection of the album, not just this song. Um, but you know, there's bits where I thought it was like screamo or a bit like Fugazi, a bit uh, like a, a stoner rock trailer dead. Um, and all, all with this quite, you know, it's got a heart to it, which I, I love. I genuinely love this song. I really kind of taken with it. Yeah, really interesting. So it's almost like it's got that warmth to it, I think, as well, hasn't it? It's yeah. Like, it doesn't yes. feel like, I know it's got blackened bits, but it, it feels quite, um, yeah, comforting, I guess, like in a way, like in a, in a perverse way. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, it's off, I think they're Belgian, aren't they? So I think um, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's off a new album called The Sun Has uh, Left the Hill. Um, and we're going to play the opening track. I think, when's it out, Pete? Uh, it's out now. Uh, Literally just a couple like of days. days. Yeah, yeah last, cool. uh, last Friday. Excellent. Okay, so we're going to play the opening track, and um, yeah, this one's called uh, Sinking.
that was Witch Trail. Um, we're going to talk about a uh, Rotherham slash Sheffield band, I guess, uh, called Badak, um, two-piece, uh, who've been doing the rounds sort of like um, live for quite a while now. And I think they've released a few bits and pieces, but um, I feel like this is their first um, like full length. So, um, yeah, really interesting band, like sort of... Um, uh, it's a real cliche to say there's um, a lot going on for a two-piece, but in this case, it's really true. Um, quite interesting um, lyrics as well. Um, production's crazy and all over the place as well, isn't it? So I don't know what you made with this one, Pete, because it's not exactly our kind of usual stuff, but um, they've been playing a lot of gigs with bands that we know quite well. So they played a Gizzard Fest recently, didn't they? And um, and some mm-hmm. uh, they get on quite a lot of bills um, in Sheffield. So, yeah, I, I yeah. really like this. Yeah, I, I, I'm amazed. I've not, I've, I honestly, completely new to me, um, even though they're local, um, which, you know, says how much my finger's on the pulse at the moment. But anyway, um, I, I enjoyed it. I, I kind of, this is the first I've come across them, so therefore, you know, it's completely unknown what was coming. Um, I was expecting, I don't know, after the first kind of uh, minute, I was expecting something like Tusca, you know, um, quite... Uh, it's a, you know another two piece, but but it's not as heavy as that. I actually found quite a lot of stone and rock in there. You know, a bit of the there's yeah. a bit where they're clapping along. It reminded me of uh, some of the kind of Californian desert bands like Earthlings or or even Queens of Stone Age, Nick Oliveri, that type of thing. Um, but you know, it has got a bit. You know, it's obviously got a you know northern UK grit to it. It's not. You know, it's never going to sound. Californian exactly but you know what I mean it had, it's got a bit uh, a bit of stone rock in it I think I, I really liked it yeah yeah I think um, it's interesting to hear your opinion on it like having not heard them before because I thought they were quite mm. a, like a known quantity of Sheffield but I think they are starting to play a bit more um, live with with sort of bands that we'd we'd know so um, mm. Laurie I think uh, comes from like almost like an art rock background um, and I think he was in a few bands like early 2000s which were quite sort of out there so um, this is kind of um, possibly the heaviest thing he's done. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that because I don't know him too well. But um, yeah, you know when you sort of like the seven degrees of separation in Sheffield. I think yeah, um, he definitely appears in in a lot of people's timelines. So um, <clears throat> really interesting um, artwork on this, and I, I think that's actually I, I gather that his um, father sadly passed away recently, and I think that's uh, the second track called Philip, my father. So I think the um, artwork on the front is um, by him, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, it's not lovely right. tribute to make, I guess. Like um, mm. especially yeah, you know, yeah. as it's so bloody good as well. So um, we're gonna play a track called "The Shunt," um, and you can get this on CD, I think, and um, and digital download from uh, Bodak Duo. Uh, that's B O D A C H G O dot Bandcamp dot com. Um, yeah, so it's um, it's a six track album. Yeah, it's an excellent uh, six-track album, really worth exploring, so uh, get yourselves over there and have, see what you think of this.
So that was the excellent Badak from Rotherham. We're going to talk about um, a really interesting three-piece, I think. We've kind of decided it's like maybe one person with a sort of backing band. But uh, we're going to sort of attempt this pronunciation, Ogives, or Ogives, uh, from Bristol. So, um, yeah, we've been sent this new record called Harm um, in our emails. And you picked um, the second uh, track on here, which is um, Half in Two Port. I absolutely love this. It was. It's just like... It, it defies explanation almost, doesn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't figured out kind of quite the makeup. My suspicion is it's normally a one-piece and then um, occasionally a three-piece. And this is a three-piece proper band type stuff. It's described, um, uh, if I remember, in fact, I love Great Look, it was described as heavy prog math, which, you know, isn't really um, appealing to me normally. But I kind of give it a listen anyway, and and loved it. You know, this is this is not normally my thing. Um, but the what they do really well. There's a bit in the song. I don't know about a minute, a minute and twenty through something like that, where it's got this, you know, starlit twinkly guitar, um, and contrasted against like this proper cellar dwelling booming doom riff. Well, it's not really doom, but you know what I mean. It's really kind yeah. of a heavy riff, and. Uh, I love that. I love that contrast while that's going on. It really kind of, uh, really grabbed me then. I loved it. And it, it, there was that band, it, they called 100 Wances. Do you remember? Yeah, uh, I think they played yeah. um, like Act Tangent and things like that. It had a bit of that about them, you know, a bit of, a bit of like a post-rock, you know, playful post-rock, but with heavier elements. That's that's kind of who uh, they brought to mind for me. Yeah, and look at a few kind of um, knowing nods and it's, it's got a bit of a sense of humour to it as well. I, I really liked it. Um, it's got like an arty kind of thing to it as well, like a almost like a college art college kind of sound to it as well. I I really enjoyed this. It's almost like a, some of it's a bit um, sort of sound collagey as well. Like they kind of um, throw things together, and there's grungy effects on the vocals and stuff like that. So I I really enjoyed this. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, everything you say in there, it sounds terrible to me. I know. But yeah, it does, doesn't I, it? And I look on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as a, but, as a know, whole, it works yeah, somehow. Yeah, it does. It's brilliant. Yeah, really interesting. Um, Hundred Wants by the way. Uh, I think they've just reformed and they're going to be coming back. Um, at some point, not sure if they're going to be, um, touring the UK, uh, right. that soon. But yeah, if anyone gets a chance to see them, then they definitely should because they're incredible. Uh, another two piece. Um, but yeah, back to Ogives. Like I, yeah, this this kind of blew me away a little bit, and I, I kind of had to buy it anyway. So, um. Yeah, it, it, quite mysterious. I mean, they don't really give much away. There's a, there's a bit of kind of vague uh, description on the band camp, isn't there? And, and sort of like what they're aiming at. But I think it, it sort of bears listening to rather than trying to talk about it too much. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to actually get back into their back catalogue as well because they, they look like they've got quite a few um, bits and pieces and it looks like they're quite prolific as well. So, yeah, really interesting band. Um, you can find this at ogives, that's O-G-I-V-E-S dot bandcamp dot com. Uh, and we're going to play the second track off the uh, new album called Half In Two Port. <laughs>
Okay, so that was a band called O'Gives. Um, we're going to go a little bit heavier now with um, a band called Mourned. Um, found this literally um, through uh, Bandcamp. Uh, it came up as a new release um, last week, I think. And uh, yeah, I love this. It's kind of like a blend between kind of like the excellent kind of hardcore of, uh, let's say, Cursed or something like that, and um, total sort of like death metal, um, possibly with a black metal twist at, at times, but just really brutal. I really like this. I really enjoyed um, the rawness of it. So really not sure what you thought of this one, Pete. Yeah, loved it. And uh, funnily enough, you've you just described, you know, it was make a couple of notes down um, when I'm listening to stuff you've sent through and you, what you've just described is how I'd written it. So, you know, it's something like, you know, like the kind of proper old school death metal, the decaying type stuff with more modern, you know, like modern hammering stuff, say like nails or or like uh, full of hell, that type of thing. Um, loved it. Yeah. Really good. Just unrelenting and, and heavy. Mm. So, uh, yeah, they're from uh, a place called Weymouth in uh, Massachusetts. So, um, never heard of this band before. Uh, I think it came up. It to me, it looks like the way it's presented. It looks like a demo, um, but it looks like it's gonna, it's their third or fourth uh, release. So, um, really not sure why they've gone for this style. But yeah, it kind of just does what it says on the label. It's just fantastic. Um, the um, the tapes called Devoured Humanity. Um, you can get it directly from uh, Mourned. So it's mournedma.bandcamp.com. Um, yeah. Just uh, if you if you like cursed, you're gonna love this. <laughs>
play uh, an old favourite of the uh, podcast and of Nine Hertz next. So uh, if you've not come across these before, then um, you probably haven't listened to uh, much of our podcast before. But Shit the Cow, uh, excellent band who um, have sort of been sending us stuff for years and years now. Um, really, really amazing stuff. They kind of, to me, they're almost like um, another um, Bee Hoover in terms of friends of the website, friends of the podcast. Um, we've we've almost got like a link with them now, and like everything they send us has been excellent, and they they change with every release as well, don't they? So this new one, um, I think we were saying off air, like this this song is almost um, an anomaly for their sound, and almost within the actual album as well. So you pick this one, Pete. I mean, we're always going to play yeah. one, weren't we? But yeah, this is particularly yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah. There's, I must have said this before. There's bands who I absolutely love um, and listen, have listened to so much music of, of theirs purely, and I know that I would not have heard of them if if we didn't run the website uh, and now the podcast um, and shit the car in there like Be Hoovies, right? Slund, you know, um, and you go back and there's, there's these bands who you kind of absolutely adore, um, and you just, you know, if nothing else has come out this, you you know you've found these bands that you always hold dear. Um, Shit the Cow, there's just something an absolute relaxed, easy, cool to them. They're not, they don't seem to be, um, in any rush to go touring or you know to make a big fuss about themselves or anything. But when they release a record, it tends to be four or five songs and it tends to just be a happy experience to you know to um to listen to. And I love this song, you know, it's, it's called Stoner Ghost. Um, and it is more stoner rock than pretty much anything they've ever done, I think, in my yeah. opinion, in the first bit. Um, and in a really nice way. But then, I, I don't know, a minute and a half, two minutes through, this kind of, uh, I think, saxophone comes in, some brass, um, and it just it elevates it to this unbelievable sound. Um, it's kind of the best kind of saxophone in stoner since Fatso Jetson, which, you know, is a real compliment um yeah really you know brilliant song you just think they never fail they never fail to do something which just sort of makes you like be um grateful to to like know of their existence yeah i mean i remember i think um sort of like looking at their discography um i might have missed like one or two over the years but i remember reviewing i think it was um Salt of the Earth in about 2013, yeah. or or at least reading your review, and then I, I definitely remember getting um, Rissner in 2014 mm. as well. So yeah, I mean they've sent us records before just because we've um, kept writing about them. But honestly, if you've never heard them, then delve in because you're in for a treat. They're really interesting as a band, and like you say, they the the quality control is so high that you could literally pick a, an album at random and you'd find you know a lot to sort of um shout about they're just great mm. basically um yeah. yeah brilliant stuff so um we're, we're just going to play uh this this new tune uh, it's called uh stone a ghost and you can get this from shit the cow that's all one word dot bandcamp.com <laughs> Don't be the lover of this blood that we are sending into 
So that was uh, the excellent shit, the cow. Um, we're going to go to sort of more grimy, more kind of um, sort of haunted sounding uh, music next. So um, this is a band um, that's come from uh, the excellent Cursed Monk records. And I just want to sort of take a moment to talk about Cursed Monk because like um, sort of very, I don't know, underrated label, I guess. And they seem to have a really good ear for interesting bands and we play the odd thing from them. But I mean, if you just look through their recent releases it's, it kind of reads like a who's who of kind of like really interesting stuff so um the road have come via them um as well as uh, bands like uh geist and um sloth hammers released on there as well so like they, they know their stuff and they know the kind of um unrelenting kind of drab dismal kind of um very atmospheric music and I think this is no different so we're going to play um, a band called uh, Nocturnal Convocation uh, and they've got a new album out called uh, Mors Omnia Solvat um, yeah this this obviously came through because I've I've listened to Curse Monk stuff before uh, they're a label from Galway in Ireland um, but this one really struck me as quite um, it, it's almost like back to the the weird like late 90s funeral doom sort of stuff but it's actually got something about it because I think that that kind of stuff left me a little bit cold back in the day it was kind of like okay it's slow and it's mysterious it sounds a bit like Gregorian chanting it's it's interesting but this really kind of um does the job kind of um atmospheric wise um just really really appreciated this one so I, I don't know what you made of this one Pete but it's kind of um it's got the, a bit of the occult about it hasn't it yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of, as soon as it's the vocals can come in in that kind of weird kind of, uh, guttural ghostly way, I, I kind of, I was sold. I, I love this. Um, I kind of got more of a black metal feel from it. You know, the weirder, yeah. uh, uh, end of um black metal. You know, it's not necessarily a new thing, but it's you know on waves of uh, waves of fog and mist and mysteriousness. Um, and just makes it completely compelling. Yeah, they almost remind me of that really strange band from like the late nineties called uh, the Meat of Asphodel. Like very mysterious sounding and very sort of um, very odd and um, off kilter. I, I think that they've slightly got the um, the black metal and doom kind of tropes in there, but they've got something about them that's slightly uncanny, slightly unnerving. So I, this is this really sort of floated my boat. Really like this one. Um, so yeah, um, you can get this from um, obviously cursemonkrecords.bandcamp.com um, and uh, yeah, this is off a, an album called Moore's Omnia Solvit. Um, we're going to play um, Capitulum 2, um, so yeah, enjoy this, it's 8 minutes of Spooky. Thank you. 
I've just reviewed uh, the next one. Um, so we're going to play a band called Under. Um, they've just done a split with Kurakuma. Uh, it's a split seven inch on the excellent uh, Astral Noise. Um, I think you can um, listen to the whole thing now. It's just been released uh, on Bandcamp. Uh, but they debuted it on uh, Cult Nation, I think. Um, yeah, so uh, we've we've long been fans of Kurakuma on the uh, podcast and on the website. Uh, so we thought we'd um, give another band a chance um, this time. So sorry, Kurakuma, but uh, Under sort of won the toss this time. Um, but yeah, Under have been one of those bands that I've kind of paid more attention to over the years um, as they've sort of been releasing more and more. And they're absolutely amazing at... I mean, I've tried to sort of capture, I've reviewed this um, very recently and um, tried to capture just how good they are, but it's it's hard to kind of write it down. I think um, the best experience live, but this is kind of, to me, it's like building on the sound that they um, they had in their uh, debut album, Stop Being Naive, from I think it was last year. But yeah, this, this new track um, is absolutely fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, and I... I... You know, the band I've really kind of liked live, uh, kind of, they played Sheffield Fair a bit, so, you know, I've had the pleasure of seeing it and really enjoyed it, but never, with the early stuff, never kind of completely clicked. Um, enjoyed the album. Uh, this sounds as, you know, without going back and kind of, you know, comparing notes, that this sounds like them at their best, and I love that when you get, like, a split release, you know, a band putting one track out, and it sounds completely vital and it sounds like them at their best um rather than oh here's you know here's a spare track we had lying around from the last release or anything like that you know it that to me says right there's a band who's like you know on it and on an upward trajectory and, and they most certainly are um you know they get they're in this you know kind of gigantic doom scene that's um taken over our country at the moment and yet they're not you know, they're not really doomed. Um, they've got so much going on. And it's not just that, you know, it's not a misnomer. It's just that they've got so many different influences and sounds from song to song, from minute to minute. Um, and it's got particular kind of like manic Dillinger escape plan kind of elements to it. You know, like how they were element, um, influenced by Faith No More. It's kind of got both those bands in there. Um, and I just love that how you know how vital they sound i think they just sound very original and i don't without yeah, but weirdly like they, they've taken on so many influences but they've managed to make something that sounds completely new and i think that's what people like about under um and the fact that they don't seem to give a shit about what people think of them they kind of just they quietly play gigs and release stuff without too much you know fanfare they're just kind of like well here's what we do if you like it that's cool they're not kind of um on, on the great sort of pr machine necessarily um that other bands might be um particularly in the doom scene because it, it seems like it's a very very crowded scene at the moment so you really have to kind of be good or you know have something very very interesting to sort of stick out so um i think they've just done it on completely on on merit and completely on um what they've produced and, and how they present themselves live because they just come on and just kill they're absolutely mm. amazing so from stoke yeah. i think aren't they or stockport 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 yeah my... <laughs> yeah yeah you know the don't, first, don't first three letters <clears throat> yeah <laughs> yeah sto um, something yeah yeah um they, they, they are they're kind of 
always kind of got this ed- edgy, agitated and um, feel where, where it's, you don't know where they're going. It's because almost you almost feel like it is, you know, it they they're the same. You know, it's like you, obviously it's kind of bland and don't, but you just don't know what's going to happen next. Completely unpredictable, and that's got to be, a, uh, you know, a positive, a good thing for a band. Absolutely. So um, yeah, we're going to play the um, the underside of this um, split seven inch, uh, but people ought to go and look at Astral Noise and check out the Kurokuma side as well because that's. Um, Again, very, very original stuff from Kurokuma as well. Uh, So here's Under, and this is Abyssal Gigantism.
So that was the excellent under, uh, absolute brilliant stuff there. Uh, we're going to end the podcast this week with um, a full track from the band Sun. Uh, now, we've never played Sun on the podcast purely because their songs are usually uh, gargantuan and, and probably wouldn't fit and we'd probably get in trouble for playing something so ridiculously long. But this um, this new album is, is a little bit kind of more accessible, I, I want to say, like in, in the in the weirdest possible way. Um, but yeah, we've both been to see Sun at separate gigs recently, so we should probably sort of talk about that before we sort of delve into the actual track. Um, I went to Birmingham, Supersonic put them on in Birmingham. Um, and you went to Manchester, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, they played in the Albert Hall in Manchester. Um, and I think it was the night after you went. So yeah. I think, you know, the reason picking this, um, the, I think I suppose, you know, for the for context of the song, they've put out a second album this year, which is, um, you know, surprising. You know, they, they seem to be kind of albums by some um, don't be, Feel, feel like these enormous events which must take this you know gigantic and you know effort to uh, preside over um and then this has come out of the sessions of uh, live metal and this is what i was listening to going into the into the gig you know i think you know i've, I've listened to sun uh, i was gonna say all my life it feels like that but you know since since it first around i kind of uh, they toured years. with, yeah, when, from when they were um, like a, a goat snake side band type thing, which yeah. I'm not sure if that's ever fully what they were, but that's how they felt like when, and I saw, I think they, they put up a list of all their gigs they've ever played. And um, when goat snake toured, whether it's, it must have been early 2000s, maybe even late 90s, they toured, um, I think it was with Orange Goblin in the UK, yeah. might be wrong. That sounds and familiar. Sun yeah. supported, you know, they basically, they, you know, they, they just did their thing. And I was there, and that was like their ninth ever gig in Manchester, and, and you know, which is a nice, uh, for me, kind of circle back to seeing them there. And then, um, obviously, I think the Temple set in Bristol, which was, you know, this unbelievable set, you know, one of those gigs you'll remember forever. And then, um, actually, you know, personally, finding the time and finding the right kind of mood to actually listen to this type of music which hasn't always been the case you know i always knew like live it had a it had a reason and a and a you know kind of a, a place on the shelf which meant something whereas record i, did, I didn't get it i've started to get it over the last five years and yeah uh, class which this is off um i actually think you know if you give it the time and space like you say, it's only 10 minutes, which is, you know, almost like a joke, but um, it's, you know, bite-sized chunks. And this is, it's quite optimistic and light and um, beautiful, which isn't always the case. Yeah, because there's times with, you know, particularly somewhere you can sense that it's like uh, the the mass is there to crush you. Um, it's there to kind of hem you in and actually, you know, like really... Um, you know, bear down on you. But this one feels slightly different. Uh, it has, you know, in more the earth way of kind of uh, bright blue sky outlook and, you know, still dense, still being able to meditate through it and, you know, kind of absolutely lose time to it. And I think this is something, 
you know, this is what I was listening to going into the gigs, and I wasn't disappointed. It was it was just, it was an experience, which they're not. You know, some gigs aren't gigs. They are. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's like going to a gallery. It's going to you know, it's it's an experience. It's a trip, and um, we both said, you know, in conversations afterwards, um, after the two gigs in two days, we both went to the. Um, seemed to lose time to it. Did, yeah. is that, you know, is that fair? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I found it to be the most um, contemplative uh, Sun gig I've ever been to because in the past I've enjoyed the, the the atmosphere that they create and I've enjoyed the strange kind of um, vibrations that they create and that was all there. It wasn't as loud, but somehow it kind of put me into a trance a few times and I just found myself, my, my mind wandering quite a bit. Um, mm. And um, I don't know if it's because obviously they, they've changed the the pedals they use. They've got their own sound now and they've they said like the life metal pedal, which they're actually selling actually at the time. Um, a few of my friends bought it. £300 I think it was. <laughs> um, but that that is, is almost like they've said like, I think it was Attila that said that they were making the opposite to death metal they're making life metal it's it's kind of like this uplifting tone that they've made now so i can absolutely understand that now and and the i don't know just that the um the notes they're using are, are sort of in the ma- major key now as well um so that kind of lifts it a little bit more and i think they've almost struck a new sound with that it, it still had that trademark sun sound that noise that kind of warm tone mm. but it's it's been elevated and it's somehow um, more alive and more warm and welcoming, rather than just being this harsh, you know, being in a, an echo chamber like we were at Temples Festival in in the fog and just every, every bit of metal in there just like almost tearing off its, you know, fittings. This was more mm. kind of like we're gonna create a, a very sort of sparse, um, but still quite intense sound. It sounded a lot like Earth to me, like um. Yeah, the sort of vibe that Earth give off. Yeah, just really, um, really, really enjoyed it. And um, like you say, this new album Pyroclast, it's almost weirdly you could call it like um, offcuts of life metal, but it sounds like its own album. It's in its own right as well, and they've made the song titles very sort of brief on purpose. I think just to say like here's some movements from mm. what we were doing that didn't quite make the cut, but are still amazing. So I think that's where they're coming from with this. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And you know, I think normally with this podcast, we try and stick to the you know the lesser known. We, we're not, we don't go for the kind of the the bigger bands within our sound. But I don't know, just something over the last over the last two weeks, three weeks, that um, I, I really you know I, I found the time for this album, which you know you need to find the time for for kind of drone albums. Um, I then really kind of got it i got this song it, it kind of it, it meant something and then then to see them within the last two weeks it felt like we had to play some then for both of us to go through that as well i think that's a there's that's something a about some which is yeah it's like you know like I, I don't know 10 years ago 15 years ago you know um it'd be the the hipsters saying i listen to sun you know i get it and then you know people going Oh fuck! If you don't really listen to someone, you know, like you get it. 
And nowadays, actually, the, you know, the cool thing to say, oh, you know, like, I don't listen to someone, what are you on about this? is, You know, it's not the cool thing. But actually, it's, 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 the, the, it's pointless seeing them in this kind of realm of cool. They've kind of they've transcended that through their longevity. You know, it isn't a novelty. It is. Um, and there's, they are kind of the masters of this with Earth. Um, and I, I, you know, I found kind of my peace with that from whether it's just it live or just on record or both or neither. You know, I've actually got the point where I understand it now. I know where they fit within that. If I've got, you know, if I've got a lot on, and um, I, there's no way I'm ever going to sit back and listen to Sun. Um, but I know if if you know if I've got twenty minutes. Uh, and that comes into the review pile, and we've not got reviews backed up. If they play live, I know I'm going to go see them. They've, you know, and, and I understand that, and I think generally that's where people are now with them. They're not a hipster band. They're not to be chastised because they're, um, you know, you know, like this kind of movement against. They're just this incredible force. Yeah, and I think they've moved away from the. I think at one period they were kind of having almost too many guests involved and it, it kind of got away from what they were actually about I think I think they, they needed to go through that they they had all these collaborations in mind but when they started to strip back stuff I think from like monuments and dimensions or whatever it's called monoliths and dimensions yeah. um, onwards I think they've entered another phase of their existence and then like you say they're no longer seen as this novelty act they're no mm. longer seen as like um, an unlistenable noise they're seen as like artists and yeah performers so yeah props them yeah i love some no mm. shame <laughs> cool we're gonna play um a song called frost um so yeah uh, and bask in this um eight minutes of um tone basically cheers mm. 